Are you ready? Are you Shot ready? of Wrestling. Episode 131. Wait, we go. Step up to the break. We got MJP and Green Man. It's the Brain and Champion and Chip Team. From my land to Japan and everywhere in between. Get the up to date news on the wrestling scene. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live. Are you ready to rock? So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? From the fans to the fans. Let me hear the crowd pop. So take a shot. Oh, yeah. So take a shot. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 131 of A Shot of Wrestling. We are on the final stop on the road to Boardwalk B-Town. Now we're doing something a little different this week since Boardwalk B-Town is going to be such a huge massive event the world will be convening on atlantic city at the boardwalk for boardwalk beatdown we're giving you two shows this week 131 part one and 131 part two sweet all right folks as of right now it is thursday evening i just finished watching impact wrestling so part one is going to be a classic a shot of wrestling episode we're going to go over SummerSlam. we're going to cover the news briefly then we're going to burn right through some cheers and heels because i have to still pack my bag has not been packed yet. I don't know what to do. What's the weather going to be like? How many blazers should I pack? Ugh, so confused. So then, we're going to go down to Atlantic City. We're going to experience Dinner with the Stars. Boardwalk Beatdown. Standalone presents Breakout, where they crown every single champion for the very first time. So look out for that earlier next week, maybe like Monday. Look for that part two. Sweet! But of course, if you don't want to wait till next week, episode 131, part two, sweet. Stay glued to your social medias. A shot of wrestling on Facebook and Instagram. Shot of wrestling no A on Twitter at Michael J. Putty on Twitter and Instagram and WWE Greenman on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We're going to keep you updated as much as possible live in person. So stay tuned to your social medias as the official podcast of Boardwalk Beatdown and Breakout covers you top to bottom. It's going to be a jam packed weekend. I'm already tired. It's Thursday night. My car passed. Her final tune-up inspection. So your boy at Michael J. Putty is taking his first road trip down to Atlantic City. My car has 116,000 miles plus, almost 117. A little nervous. That's why I went to go check it out first. Have it checked out. Have everything scoped. Got a clean bill of health. Of course, there was a couple of replacements, a couple of spark plugs. And of course, 400 fucking dollars later, I got a nice car to go down to Atlantic City. I could have fucking rented a car. Spent four hundred dollars to get my fucking car tuned up. Just a tune up, four hundred fucking dollars. The parts alone for one hundred and seventy dollars. The services for one hundred and sixty-eight. Jesus Christ! Fucking someone called the cops. I just got fucking robbed. Like I felt a gun to my head. Just give me my fucking money. Now four hundred dollars is now out of your boy at Mugsy Putty's pocket for Atlantic City. So I highly doubt I'll be high rolling at the roulette table anymore. Well, like I'll be panhandling on the boardwalk begging for quarters. So I can play the fucking penny slots. Fucking dollars, get my car tuned up. Oh, Jesus. But I guess it's worth it because I'm not taking the fucking bus. And I can stop at Roy Rogers again at the Walt Whitman stop on the Garden State Parkway. Last time I got a burger and french fries. This time I might try the chicken. Maybe the mashed potatoes. Oh, love me some mashed potatoes. I used to like to take the curly fries and dip it in the mashed potatoes. Whew. I'm already fucking hungry thinking about my, my mouth watering thinking about it. So that's why I'm not taking a bus. Give me some Roy Rogers. So it's $400, but it'd be fucking worth it. $400 for fucking get it. Just a fucking tune up. 
to change six sparks plugs. Oh. Anyway, I digress. Let's get on to the show. That's what we're here for. Let's get right into it right quick. It's going to be a quick show. Easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. Let's start with what we always do with our wrestling replay of the week. SummerSlam, August 19th, 2018, from the Barclays Center from Brooklyn, New York, in front of 16,169. Sponsored by MLB Tap Sports Baseball 2018. The pre-show saw Andre Cian Almas and Selena Vega defeat Lana and Rusev in seven minutes even. Cedric Alexander defeated Drew Gulak to retain the Cruiserweight Championship in 10 minutes, 15 seconds. The B-Team defeated Revival to retain the Raw Tag Team Championship in 6 minutes, 15 seconds. Pre-show was two hours, folks. I'm counting, what, 21 minutes of action? 22? Ugh, damn. Then on the main show, Seth Rollins defeated Dolph Ziggler to win the Intercontinental Championship in 22 minutes even. The New Day defeated the Bludgeon Brothers via disqualification in 9 minutes, 45 seconds. Braun Strowman defeated Kevin Owens in 1 minute, 50 seconds. Charlotte Flair defeated Becky Lynch and Carmella to win her 7th World Championship in 15 minutes, 15 seconds. Samoa Joe defeated AJ Styles via DQ in 22 minutes, 45 seconds. The Miz defeated Daniel Bryan in 23 minutes, 30 seconds. Finn Balor defeated Baron Corbin in 1 minute, 35 seconds. Cheesecake Nakamura defeated Jeff Hardy to retain the United States Championship in 11 minutes even. Ronda Rousey defeated Alexa Bliss via submission to win the Raw Championship. The Raw Women's Championship in four minutes even. And in your main event, Roman Reigns defeated Brock Lesnar to win the Universal Championship in only six minutes and ten seconds. That was SummerSlam, top to bottom. Overall, going into it did not sound like a bad card on paper. And in the end, it wasn't a bad pay-per-view. Of course, I had a wedding to go to. I watched some of it as much as possible on my phone. I barely had any service. It was in and out. I had no service at the whole time. Then if I saw that I had service, I would pick up my phone and go to no service again. There were some times where I had enough service so I could turn on the network to watch SummerSlam. Glad I did. It was a good show. So when I came back, it was actually, no, Monday, the next day, because I'm off from work, vacation, styling, profiling, relaxing. Uh, I watched it. It was good. I enjoyed it. I fast forward, however, the Finn Balor match and the Cheesecake Jeff Hardy match because I didn't care at all about either one of those matches. But from what I did see, it was good. Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, of course, started the night, stole the show. The Miz defeated Daniel Bryan, which was a big surprise. Big surprise. I'm very happy about that. I was just disappointed in the squash match that was Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman. I get it. He's a monster among men. Yada, yada, yada. I get it. You needed to squash and kill off Kevin Owens like that? One minute, 50 seconds? That sucked. That really sucked. I did not expect much from that match, and I that delivered, I guess. Last half full. That match delivered because that sucked. Squashing Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens deserves better than that. Kevin Owens should have won that. Fuck Braun Strowman. Of course, Ronda Rousey wins. But Roman Reigns defeating Brock Lesnar. Now we got a champion on Raw for the first time since March 5th of 2017. Because Goldberg was part-time and then, of course, Brock Lesnar for the last two years of part-time. So now we got a day-in, day-out champion, a workhorse. One of the best, Roman Reigns as Universal Champion. So hopefully this gives a breath of fresh air, a new life to Raw. Because Raw has been stagnant for the last while now. And probably no champion has been the reason. So now we have a full-time champion since March 5th, 2017. Raw can only go up from here. So if you're a Raw fan like Green Man, you should be excited about this, no matter if you hate Roman Reigns or not. Now you got a champion on Raw. Now Raw should start getting exciting. We'll keep you updated. That was SummerSlam. Overall, final grade, not bad. I give it a B+. Disagree? Hit me up. Inbox at shoutoutwrestling.com or dial it up, 619-343-3005, and let me know if I'm right or wrong. Spoiler alert, I'm probably right. But that's enough for intro chat. That's enough for SummerSlam. Let's get right into the news. we got bags to pack so let's get into it it's in the news with michael j putty 
WWE has confirmed that Eric Rowan will require surgery to repair a bicep tear he suffered at SummerSlam. Now, as you saw on SmackDown, the Bludgeon Brothers dropped the titles to the New Day, due in part to Eric Rowan's injury. Mike Johnson, a PW Insider, is reporting that had Rowan not been injured, there was no plans for the Bludgeon Brothers to drop the titles anytime soon, as there were a larger role for them coming out of SummerSlam. But of course, the injury had changed all that. Wonder what those plans were. Curious. Because they're already dominating everybody. Who's left to dominate? Rowan will undergo surgery this week in Birmingham, Alabama, and is expected to miss an extended amount of time. So, uh, our thoughts to him and speedy recovery, Eric Rowan. In other news, as on Raw, Kurt Angle will be taking a couple weeks off, and Barrett Corbin will be acting general manager on Raw. The move left wondering about Angle's future in the WWE, well, according to a Fired Up podcast. Shout out to those guys over there. They know that giving Angle a sabbatical is a way to write him off TV for a long time while he can prepare to come back as a full-time wrestler. And there are plans for him to come back at the upcoming Australian Super Showdown event. So, Kurt Angle's come back as a full-time wrestler? I haven't heard that, but they heard something I have not. So, we'll keep you updated on the future of Kurt Angle. In other news, Chris Jericho revealed on his Talk is Jericho podcast, he had a conversation with Vince McMahon about the all-in event. And McMahon told Jericho that he wished Cody and the Young Bucks would have called him and asked for his advice. Jericho says, and I quote, speaking about Vince, I told Vince about All In four or five months ago. We were just discussing it, shooting the breeze. And I go, yeah, the show is in September in Chicago. Vince is like, ah, I wish they would call me. September is the worst time of year to promote. It's terrible. So uh, glass half full again here. Vince is trying to help another promotion out. Vince would have given him tips. Probably tips they don't need because it's sold out in what matter of minutes. But shout out to Vince McMahon looking out for others when everyone's hating on him. But speaking of Cody Rhodes, Rhodes recently was a guest on Jericho's podcast himself. And he's asked about the possibility of returning to the WWE. He said, and I quote, Somebody asked me, would you go back? And the answer had pretty much definitely become, I don't think so. And not because I don't like the WWE or WrestleMania or, you know, money. Because I am literally now incapable of taking direction. If you told me you're going to write or produce anything for me, simply N-O. That's his reason for not going back to the WWE. And let's face it, everybody wants to be. We've heard numerous interviews say that themselves. But if that's his reason for not going back, because he cannot take direction, doesn't want to be, you know roped into a certain format that i can't fault a guy for you gotta respect that he knows what he wants and uh good luck to cody rhodes not that he needs it in other news jerry lawler recently spoke to abc 24 about his son brian christopher's death saying new details don't add up to what jail officials claim occurred leading up to his apparent suicide lawler said and i quote it seems like a nightmare that we can't wake up from it seems like every day something new comes up we hear something from someone who's either an eyewitness to the incidents that happened that day or people have heard stories about different things that went on in the jail. Even as recently as two days ago, someone in that jail is still using Brian's identification and was caught for identity theft. So we first reported there was something fishy going on here as the attorney general requested an investigation. So something's not right. Something's not adding up. Two and two are, aren't equaling four here, folks. I'll keep my eye on this situation and we'll keep you updated. Now the news. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter is reporting that there have been talks about keeping Paul Heyman as an on-air performer while Brock Lesnar takes his sabbatical to the UFC. And of course, immediately many people are assuming that they're going to pair him with Ronda Rousey at some point in the future. Do you want to see Paul Heyman team up with Ronda Rousey? And she needs to help on the microphone, much like Brock Lesnar did. She's not that great. Yet, you know, she could work on it. But let us know. Dial it up 619-343-3005 or inbox at ashallowrestling.com. And finally, in other news... Again, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, John Cena is no longer the WWE's top merchandise seller. And in fact, Roman Reigns is overtaking that top spot. Now, you know, of course, Roman Reigns is being booed by a lot of stupid idiots for some fucking reason, but continues to be a draw with children and women, and of course, smart wrestling fans like myself. 
So not only is Roman Reigns merchandise selling, now he's fucking reunited with the Shield again. He has the fucking Shield merchandise he's going to bank, bank off of. So congratulations to Roman Reigns. Make sure you guys check out your new Shield and Roman Reigns shirt exclusively on WBShelf.com. Like I said, that's it for the news here. I'm trying to keep it short as possible because we are going to boardwalk people. I got my bag still to pack. Don't know what I'm bringing. If I'm keeping it 100 here, folks, I was on vacation this past week. Didn't really do much. Did some cleaning around the house. But, and honestly, I didn't keep my ear to the ground as far as news stories go. That's what I got this week. Give me a break. I was relaxing. Man, I needed it. Especially preparing for this weekend in Atlantic City. Going to dial it up to 100. But uh, that's it for the news. Let's get in some cheers and heels. A shot of wrestling presents here and here. Let's get right into Raw. You know, cheers. As always, the rare Kurt Hawking sighting. He kind of held his own. Have to see him doing something on TV. Is a one-off appearance or is he going to lead to something? Because when he's on TV, his losing streak is all they talk about. But then we don't see him for weeks on end. So give Kurt Hawkins a chance. Make that a hashtag. Now, is Titus Worldwide breaking up? Because Dana Brooke and Apollo were talking backstage and Titus comes up and they just shut up and like act all like, oh, I don't know, what, what are you talking about, blah, blah, blah. Hope not. I like Titus Worldwide, even though I fast forward their shit anyway. Cheers, Reigns versus Balor. A very, very good match. A match I would not mind seeing again. Maybe again. Probably won't get it, but good match. Really enjoyed watching that one. And, uh, you know, big cheers. Surprise myself, even. The Shield reunion. I didn't care for the Shield reunion last time it happened. A couple months ago, like last year. This time I sort of barked out. It was much better this time around. And, you know, I, I don't know why, but I'm all in on this time. I'm excited about this. Let's go Shield. Now question. Why were the Bella Twins ringside during the whole women's locker room, Ronda Rousey title segment? Like, are they a part of Raw now? Or are they free agents? Because, you know, spoiler alert, Bree's competing with her husband over on SmackDown. But then Nikki's rumored to competing against Ronda Rousey for the title at Evolution. So what's the deal with the Bella Twins? Because also I was thinking, Total Divas is returning soon. And last season, I thought about this, but I let it slide. This season, I'm like, why the Bella Twins on Total Divas? They're not in the WWE anymore. They're not a part of the WWE family anymore. They have their own show. So why are they on Total Divas? Are they back just to be on Total Divas? I don't know. But I'm happy they're back. I love the Bella Twins. Let's see what happens. I'm curious to see what's going on. Is one going to be on one show? Only time will tell, folks. It's going to SmackDown. Cheers, of course, as always. Started the show with the Miz retirement speech. And of course... Big side cheers, Maurice being back. I miss me some Maurice, and I know for a fact I'm not alone there. So welcome back, Maurice. Now, it's going to be The Miz and Maurice versus Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella at Hell in the Cell. Are they doing this just to so Miz and Maurice can put over both Bella twins and their husbands? It's going to be WWE, did you know The Miz is the only person to lose to both Bella fucking twins? Because you know he's losing that match. Yes, I said that at SummerSlam, but this time I'm a little more confident that he's going to lose this match. But somehow I can be somewhat okay knowing he's going to lose this match if, and only if, if this means more total Bella spoofs by the Mazanins. I cheered it week in and week out during their feud with John and Nikki for WrestleMania 33 in Orlando. Now, do we get to see it again? Fucking hope so. Cheers, badass Becky Lynch. Her heel turn at SummerSlam, if you can call it a heel turn because everyone's cheering her. It's like the opposite John Cena, Roman Reigns. Now that she's a badass, now you get some attitude. Now, of course, she's a little hotter now, a little sexier. Now, of course, side cheers, that locker room clearing brawl between her and Charlotte. Now, this is a spot that's been done time and time again. A little bit overplayed. 
We just saw it recently with Reigns and Lesnar, I believe. But this is the first time it's been done with the women's division, and it kind of gave it like a new breath of fresh air. So I liked it. I was like, oh, shit. Now, this is how you break up best friends. Like, is this what they wanted to do with Bailey and Banks? And they changed their minds last minute to do it with Charlotte and Becky Lynch? Or I don't know what's going on with Bailey and Sasha Banks, but I don't think anybody cares anymore. Cheers again. R-Truth killing it with the comic relief for SmackDown. He confronted Carmella about his title opportunity. And, you know, I'm loving me some R-Truth these days. He found his niche. He found his spot. So let's run with it. See where this takes him. I'm going to cheers that main event and the New Day winning the tag team titles here before I knew about Eric Rowan's surgery. I did not have a problem with them winning. I'm kind of a New Day fan. They kind of won me over originally. Then he lost me. Now I'm back liking the New Day. So it's good to see the titles where they belong. They can do a lot more than the Bludgeon Brothers could. So hopefully this leads to another feud with fucking Usos. Give me some Usos New Day again. It was a really grueling, brutal match. and It was really fun to watch. Check out the New Day and Bludgeon Brothers. Big heel, though, is the constant. The constant repeating of the special edition of SmackDown Live. Like, what was what was special about it? Like, they said it each and every commercial break. There was nothing special about this. It was a regular edition of SmackDown Live. <sighs> Whatever. That was SmackDown. Now, here we go. Lucha Underground. Started out. Big cheers. Melissa Santos introduced the Mac and Mil Muertes for the Haunted House match. Katrina came out looking smoking hot, wearing a skin-tight dress that was painted on her. Like, it was so tight, you could tell it was cold in the temple and she wasn't wearing any underwear to catch my drift. That sounds too pervy, but I'm, to be honest with you folks. But, Melissa Santos didn't introduce her. She just introduced Mil Muertes. So, here we go. Katarina confronts Mrs. Santos and says, You forgot to introduce me. Do it again. Melissa stands up, gets right in her face and says, No. Well, Katarina kicks her ass. Like, literally beats her down to a pulp. Repeatedly bashes her head against a steel cage that was set up. Takes a glass vase and smashes it against her head. Oh, man. That was so hot. Oh, man. Katarina versus Melissa Santos at Ultra Lum- Ultra, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, make that happen. Oh, so hot. But then I'm going to cheer the Haunted House match between the Mac and Memuertes in a steel cage. Weapons galore. They broke through the cage. Run some tables, run some extra weapons. It was a it was a fun match to watch. It was a brutal, brutal match, but it was fun to watch. I don't get the haunted house theme, especially here in August, but it was fun. Check out the haunted house match on YouTube. Then also got cheers again, week in and week out. The main event it was Pentagon versus Brian Cage in a last man standing match for the Lucha Underground Championship. It was again. Another brutal match with spot after spot after spot after spot. I could barely keep up with it. I was just watching it. Don't know how these guys did it. Don't know how these guys walked away from it. But great, great ending to a great episode of Lucha Underground. Let's go on to Impact. I mentioned at the top of the show, I just finished watching Impact. So I'm on Impact High right now. Let's get right into it. Oh, snap. Killer Cross, Austin Aries, destroyed Eddie Edwards. Told you last week, this is a team I am hyped about. Now, here we go. Killer Cross had Eddie Edwards in a rear naked choke. His legs were even wrapped around his waist. Killer Cross is on his back. But that wasn't enough. Austin Aries came up and applies the figure four leg lock at the same time to Eddie Edwards. He was getting it from the top and bottom. It was crazy. Crazy. Man, loving Austin Aries and Killer Cross right now. Now, big cheers for me personally. I haven't been following Falaba and KM. They weren't really my big cheers or heels. If you've been keeping up, I never really talk about them. But I'm going to cheers Fala Ba and KM this week because Fala Ba gives KM a gift before their match. He opens it up. You get a sneak peek of what it was, but it turns out it was matching tights. Sumo wrestler thong included. 
And if you are a loyal listener from the show, if you know anything about at Michael J. Party, you know I'm a big fan of Team Unity. I like when teams dress alike and they wear the same gear. So finally, KM and Final Bar, in my opinion, now are officially a tag team. They are dressing alike, doing some same moves. So good job to Final Bar and KM. Man, oh man, a big heel here. They showed LAX on the streets celebrating their victory over the OGs last week. They recaptured their tag team titles. Now, as they're celebrating on the street with their family and friends, we see flashes of the OGs in a car driving in the streets. Looks like they're setting up for a fucking drive-by. Well, everyone's in the street as a car barreling down their street. Everybody jumps out of the way, except a little kid. The OGs ran over and killed a little fucking kid. Now, do I know he's dead? Yes, because that cuts to a camera angle of the kid's POV. As we see the light slowly dim and his eyes slowly fade, the OGs kill the little fucking kid. They go to commercial. They come back from commercial. Josh Matthews and Don Callis are somber. But that goes right into a fucking death match. Hey, too soon. Okay? Name it something else. Or put the spot somewhere else in the show. Don't kill a little fucking kid and come back with a fucking death match. Way too soon. Then not for nothing. I got to cheers that fucking death match, though. That was pretty fucking badass. And it ended with Sammy Callahan delivering a DDT that was gifted to him by Mick Foley that I learned from the second, maybe even top rope, through a fucking table. That was crazy. I thought the fucking spike pile driver, spiked fear thing was crazy. This was crazy. This was fucking crazy. Impact again, much like Lucha Underground, delivering a solid main event. So we got SmackDown delivering a solid main event. Lucha Underground and Impact delivering a solid main event. Actually, that's true. Raw. Raw delivers Solid main event. It was main event galore this week, so great week for wrestling this week. The clip of the week was AJ Styles' return to Impact. Now, I assume it was sometime recent, maybe in his last return a couple years ago, because the set, the logos, the ring was exactly the same as it is now. So it has to be pretty recent, but I wouldn't fucking know since they don't tell me the fucking date or time of the fucking clip. So fucking annoying. Don't know why, but it's fucking annoying. But big cheers is that clip was only 56 seconds. I've been keeping an eye on the clip of the week. It's really boring, drawn. They show you a lot of rest holds, a lot of both men on the back doing absolutely nothing. This clip was 56 seconds, and they edited out all the boring parts. AJ Styles just came out, saved somebody, and it pretty much was a staring contest, but they edited it out. So it was quick, only 56 seconds. So big progress over the clip of the week. Keep the editing going. Keep it short and sweet, but give me the fucking date and time. Jesus. That's too much to ask for? You did it like twice in the past. Do it keep doing it week in and week out. <sighs> But I'm, like I said, I'm high off Impact right now. Impact was fucking great. Scarlett Bardot, look, is smoking hot, delivering ample amounts of side boob. Fantastic. But my program of the week, putty's program of the week, has to be Lucha Underground. Got a boring match in the middle with Jake Strong, but it was just amazing. Great, great matches, great interaction. It was just great. Lucha Underground this past week, my pick of the week. Go check it out. Like Green Man does week in and week out on the YouTubes. Let's get into some ratings. This week's Roger, 3.095 million, which is up 9.6% from last week's 2.825 million. This is the best Raw viewership since April 23rd. Raw was number two in the night behind Hannity and was number one in 18 to 49 demographic for the second week in a row. So the post-SummerSlam show of Raw delivered. SmackDown this week drew a 2.437, which is up 11% from last week's 2.189 million. That was the best viewership since the final episode of April 2018 again. SmackDown was number 13 in viewership for the night behind Rachel Maddow came out number one in a bunch of Fox News and a couple MSNBC shows thrown in there, but it was a bunch of cable news dominating the night. It was Tuesday night, the whole Michael Cohen, Manafort, guilty please. That's probably why. SmackDown was number one in the 18 to 49 demographic for the fourth week in a row. 
Now, following SmackDown, Miz and Mrs. this week drew at 1.235 million, which is up from last week's 1.162 million, and ranked number third in the night for the 18 to 49 demographic. I think next week is the season finale. There's only six episodes, so I'm happy to see that it got renewed for taking 12. So, double the amount of episodes for Miz and Mrs. Can't wait. Now, just watch Impact. This is Thursday night. Preparing for Boardwalk Beatdown, so the Impact ratings are not out. So make sure you tune into episode 132 to find out the ratings for Impact this week, if you care. And for anything like your boy Apple Jet Party, I think you do care. I think you're watching Impact, because Impact is fantastic. Impact delivers. So I'm assuming the ratings went up, and as Paul Heyman says, that's not a prediction, that's a spoiler alert. Impact ratings went up this week. Probably a small margin, but they definitely went up. But that's it, folks. That's just a super abbreviated version of A Shot of Wrestling, episode 131, part 1. Stay tuned to episode 131, part 2. Sweet! As we... Emanate live from Atlantic City for Dinner with the Stars, Boardwalk Beatdown, and Breakout. If you're not sure of who's going to be appearing at Boardwalk Beatdown, let me do yourself a favor and Google who's not going to be appearing. There's a much shorter list. You name that person, that person's going to be at Atlantic City, Boardwalk Beatdown, presented by Standalone Wrestling. And of course, James Ellsworth will be at the Shot of Wrestling table, signing autographs and taking pictures. If you want to meet James Ellsworth, make sure you find the Shot of Wrestling table. And look forward to your boy Amateur Party and the Green Man. We'll be walking around, taking pictures, signing autographs, doing whatever you want. Because we are here for the fans. Because the show is from the fans. Because when you hear your family. So make sure you say hi, introduce yourselves, and just more importantly, have fun. But that night, Standalone Presents Breakout. Now, this is a big event. Not only in the indie scene, but for Standalone Wrestling themselves. As they will be featuring the crowning of their very first Standalone Wrestling Champions. The rep will go against Doom Patrol for the World Tag Team titles. Layla Hirsch. Brittany Blake, Sue Young, and Penelope Ford will go against each other for the Women's Championship. Brandon Kirk, Casey Navarro, Rich Juan, Joey Janela will vie for the Lightweight Championship. And Demarcus Kane, Matt Riddle, Joe Gacy, and Ryan Gallione will go against each other in the Fatal 4-Way for the World Heavyweight Championship. Plus a lot more matches. Check out Stenalo Wrestling on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Check out the rest of the matches. I could go on and on, but uh, I got fucking bags to pack, like I mentioned earlier. And I also realized that tonight I had some ice cream, Briar's ice cream, Reese's peanut butter cups ice cream. It is amazing. I'm not a peanut butter guy. I'm a big fan of Reese's, not peanut butter in general. The peanut butter isn't too overpowering. Chocolate ice cream, you got chocolate chunks. Reese's peanut butter cup chunks. Oh, man. This ice cream is delicious. But when I came to the studio today, I remembered I don't think I took my lactate pill. I can eat anything I want. Except ice cream. Ice cream recently fucks my stomach up. So uh, we'll find out tonight if I can make it on that road trip. If I did not take my pills, wish Green Man luck because he can be locked in the car with me. My first time driving down to Atlantic City, my first road trip. This car has 116,000 miles. Like I said, wish me luck. Fingers crossed. Say a prayer for your boy at J Putty and the Putty Mobile. My man, should be a fun time. So make sure you're tuned in to, like I said, at a Shadow Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram. Shadow Wrestling No A on Twitter. We will keep you updated throughout the whole weekend for Boardwalk Beatdown, Dinner with the Stars, and of course, Breakout, all presented by Standalone Wrestling. So I'm excited. I'm hyped. Should be a fun weekend. So until episode 131, part two, sweet, I have been your host at Maga J Putty. Putty out. Putty Club. In Atlantic City, the 
Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody.